You found it. The no-nonsense, no-script podcast you've been waiting for. Real people on real issues. Welcome to Dynamic Independence. The home of logic, reason, and common sense. Let's do this. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in today. I'm Johnny Anderson, and I'm joined today by Bruce Adams. Good afternoon, Bruce. How are you today? Healthy and alive. Uh, enjoying, you know, kind of a lazy day from uh, wonderful weather outside. Lazy day. It, okay. It is actually wonderful. It's rainy, and in the middle of summer, when you have a nice, cooler, rainy day, it's it's nice. I'm envious because it's hotter than 15 hells where I'm at, so it's a little warm. And, you know, I actually had to turn the air conditioner on, if you can believe it. If you can believe it, I actually had to turn the air conditioner wow. on because it's it's actually, it's that warm. But you're talking about how you're having a relaxed day, right? And I'm happy for mm-hmm. that. You know, I'm glad you're having a relaxed day. Unfortunately, the people up in the Pacific Northwest are not having a relaxed day, are they? No, uh, they're, they're really not. Um, not at all. So what's going on in the Pacific Northwest? We've been talking about it here over the last, what, three or four days? And most notably, but see, you wouldn't really know it because there's not too many media cameras on it, is there? They haven't been paying much attention to it. And I mean, that's kind of a... It's kind of a shame in and of itself. You also had an incident down in St. Augustine, Florida, a couple of days ago, you know, over Saturday and Sunday. There were groups out protecting monuments from protesters that were sworn to go out and, and knock them down. Where was the news cameras on that one? They weren't there because the people that went out to knock down the statues got stopped. So, yeah, I, I find it very, very coincidental that every time that there is uh, a significant amount of activity that goes on in one of these cities, you would think that the news media would be on it. But see, they're not. Instead, you just get a report saying, well, there's just there was a peaceful protest. But yet if they put a camera to it, they can't maintain that agenda, can they? No, that that is the big that's the big takeaway on this is right. They don't show the actual footage of the area because it's not peaceful at all. It may start out that way in some areas. You know, there, there are peaceful protesters mixed up in this. But, uh, you know, we've talked about it before. If you're in the middle of a peaceful protest and rioters show up, you have two options. Either stop them or leave. Well, see, Bruce, these are largely mostly peaceful protests because clearly Mm. if you look at the photos of the protests, they're out there with pink and blue balloons and they're out (laughs) there with peace signs. They're out there with peace signs. Yeah, yeah. Of course, all yeah, the it's, while, it's while, totally peaceful. Yeah, yeah, of course, it is peaceful. It is peaceful. Only a blind man wouldn't see that. Which, of course, we'll talk about that in a minute. When I say a blind man, it's really tragic what's going on. But mm-hmm. the amount of peace that these demonstrators are emitting in these uh, in these peaceful protests, it's so monumental. They're actually, they're sh- would you believe it? They're showing up to these things with leaf blowers, with Molotov cocktails, with bricks, with ball bearings, with lasers that are blinding police officers for life. I might add with grappling hooks, with angle grinders, with cutting wheels on them so they can cut through fences. It's, mm-hmm. it's so loving and peaceful. We talked yesterday about the, uh, the mobs that come out into the streets and surround cars. And do we want to touch on that? The, the Austin thing? Do, do we want to touch the, on that? The Austin thing? I mean, it, it's, uh, it's worth noting, yeah. Okay. So yesterday we talked about an incident that happened down in Austin, Texas. And there was the gentleman that walked up to the car with an AK-47 
and the driver pulls out his firearm and drops the guy right there in the street. We found out a little bit more on that. Now, I said yesterday we weren't going to jump to any conclusions or anything, but we found out a little bit more on that. There was some footage that was released, private footage and things of that nature, and we did have a look at it. So, Bruce, what do you think of it? So, one of the videos that was released, so far what we've seen, there hasn't been any footage of the actual altercation. There was video of the area, though, and some of the, what the rioters were doing. Now, <clears throat> excuse me, peaceful protesters. And they were kind of swarming. You can hear someone on a uh, bullhorn and then you, you hear gunshots. And if my counting was accurate, it's about 11 or 12 gunshots that you hear. And you can tell at least one of the shots sounded like a handgun of some sort. I'm betting um, that was probably the driver. Probably the driver, but honestly, it sounded there was one gunshot that sounded like a revolver type, and then there was two or three that sounded more like a, a, a smaller firearm. But the first shots you hear sound more like a an, a rifle or or you know something like an AR or something of that type. The reports we're getting is that the rioters opened fire on the guy's truck first, and then he returned fire. And, and, Which, and shot uh, shot him. OK, here's where I'm at on this. All right. If I'm in that position, if I'm legal and I'm carrying and that happens to me, if I'm the driver of that car, I'm not going to respond any differently. That's me. Right. Right. Because if I've got someone coming at me with with an with a rifle, whatever it is, I don't care if it's an AK-47 or, or a 30 six. If someone's coming mm-hmm. at me with whatever in the hell caliber and it's drawn and I'm being drawn down on. I'm going to return fire. That's all there is to it. If you're especially yeah. if you're if you're shooting at me, I mean, why do you mm-hmm. think we have the Second Amendment? Why do you think we have CCWs mm-hmm. in these states? So, I mean, I'm not going to respond any differently. Now, we heard the initial reports saying they're treating the, the Austin City Police. They're treating this as a homicide. Now, um, I'm sorry, but if that is if he's returning fire, if he's being fired upon and he's legal and he returns fire and there's a casualty there, that's not a homicide. That's self-defense. And in Texas, you have the Castle Doctrine, so it applies here. Yeah, and it extends to your vehicle as well. So here's the thing. Even even if he wasn't like legally concealing uh, or conceal carry, you can still transport a firearm in your vehicle. So, I mean, depending on what the scenario is, even still, he, he could be technically legal, if you will. <laughs> you know, it, it just comes down to, you know, whether you're carrying it outside your vehicle, which is considered your property. But anyway, that, that that's mm-hmm. getting down into like legalese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, the point is this guy that shot first, uh, the, the reports we're getting is the guy that shot first, which is the one that was the protester, uh, you know, he was on video earlier talking about how he can't use his firearm on police because they'll kill him. So the other people are, um, uh, well, he, he used an expletive what, so there. You just uh, go after citizens then? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> which is, Come which is on. stupid. You're, you're saying that in Texas, number one, number the, like the logic of it is, is pretty screwed up. You don't, you don't go after citizens in the first place, but secondarily, you don't go after people in Texas where, you know, they, they have, uh, just as many guns as they do people. It, it makes no sense. It, so anyway. Well, we kind of went off onto a tangent there with the uh, with the thing, but we went off onto that because some new developments had come out. We were talking about riots. And clearly, I mean, we're talking about mobs of people. Well, 
same thing with with what's going on up in Portland, right? So protesters up in Portland, we talked about how they're they're putting everything in their arsenals now between, you know, from leaf blowers to lasers, ropes, electric saws, you name it. They're trying to go after the what is so special about this federal courthouse? Do you know? They keep going after this federal courthouse. What in the world is so special about this federal courthouse? Why do they want to torch this thing to the ground? Is it okay? I'm going to go out here and on a limb and say, is it the justice system that they're fighting? Is that is that what they're saying? Is that what it's all about? So they're trying to burn yeah, the justice system down. Is that is that the message they're trying to send here? Yeah, it's part there. I mean, it's part of the defund the police narrative that they're they're pushing for. Is that's my guess on it. You know, these people are so sick. They're so like they're sick in the head. They think that this is literally what's being talked about in places like Seattle. They're talking about defunding the police, right? They've already decided they're going to cut 50 percent from the uh, the city budget for the police department. Okay, that's the first thing. The second thing. Now they're talking about shutting down the the jails, the city jails. They're going to shut those down. What are they going to do after that? Then they're talking about hear me on this one. Then they're talking about eliminating the municipal courts after that. So everything that would be a misdemeanor crime is now going to be not even charged. And everything that's going to be higher profile felony and up is going to be bumped up to a county court as opposed to a city court because you're not going to have any city courts there. These people are so twisted up in the head. They actually think that people commit crimes because the system that we have forces them to commit crimes. And so they have no other alternative. But if we get rid of the system that prosecutes them, then they'll stop committing crimes. This is how sick these people are. This is how sick these people are. Well, see, the the protesters are out in in Portland and other places that have the angle grinder. See, what they're really doing is they're going out there and they're scrapping metal that they can get a hold of because uh, because of COVID-19 and all the shutdowns. They can't afford the food that they need. So they're they're scrapping metals and whatnot, what they can get a hold of and selling that that's the line of thinking that they're they're doing that's 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 almost a literal quote of aoc (laughs) that's i was gonna say are are you taking tips from aoc or how's this working right yeah i mean this is uh, this is literally how these people think this is how these people think i mean there's no logical thinking behind that at all none Mm -mm. they they seriously believe that by abolishing the system that it's going to stop crime that's that's how disturbed these people are. That's that's not that's not reasonable thinking. That's not reasonable thinking at all. That is lunacy. These people. Do you see now why they started with the defunding and the closing of the mental hospitals? Because these people that are advocating for this type of a system that they're trying to bring in, they belong in those institutions. And now conveniently, we have nowhere to put them. Some of, some of the people that are more willing to talk and, and discuss these kind of things and, and discuss the idea of uh, defunding the police and whatnot, and try to explain their position. Um, some of the points I actually agree with, like, uh, for example, uh, talking about defunding the police and hiring more social workers specifically for mental health issues and whatnot, that, so that you have people addressing that specifically. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't necessarily think we need to defund the police to do that, but we do need those kind of workers again. We do need that, you know, uh, in some areas, but again, having more government is not, that's not my uh, favorite thing, you know? You know, there is a way, and I was explaining this to uh, to Marty the other day, because we were talking about ways that you can actually go about that, because we're hearing all this talk about defund the police, defund the police, right? All, all this talk. And mm-hmm. he says, well, you know, is, is there a way to actually do that? Well, of course there is. There is a way to do that. But you have to work society up to a certain point. You don't right. just abolish those systems. You have to work society up to a certain point where society can self-govern, the community can self-govern, and everyone can have a, a bit of dignity and, and self-worth and, and responsibility about themselves. 
and the crime problem takes care of itself. And let me explain this, right? Let me explain this. And this is this is going to sound crazy, especially to those that are new listeners that are listening in the U.S., especially. I live in a town of 15,000 people. There is not a police department where I live, okay? There, there is not, I'll say that again. I live in a town of 15,000 people. There is not a police department where I live. I mean, that's unheard of in America. That's unheard of. Now you say, well, how is that possible? The crime is so, I mean, I'm not going to say there isn't any because there's crime everywhere. But the crime rate is so low that it is not feasible from a financial standpoint to even have a police department in this area. It's not feasible. I mean, you might have like the last actual crime that was committed, like, you know, legal, whatever it was, was like two years ago. And it was found out to be an accident. It was a broken window or something. So my point is, is that you can work society up to a certain point where society will self-govern. And once you do that, once you get the population up to a certain point, or once you advance the community up to a certain point, and the community can now oversee itself, and people are responsible, and people look after their neighbors, and people look after themselves and their families, and they put value in everything that they have and everything that they do and everything that the community does. Once that happens, you can dial back the police. You can do that. Everyone has an education. Everyone has, you know, all, all this, you know, financially secure. Everyone's got uh, medical insurance, all that stuff. But this comes in a society over a long period of time. You have to work up to this point. And like I said, once you get to that point, then you can look at dialing that stuff back and you can eliminate it altogether in certain cases. That's progress. That's not just getting rid of the police department, getting rid of the jails and getting rid of the court system. That's not progress. That's regression. Once you get to a certain point, okay, if the jails are empty, and I don't mean by financially defunding them and closing them, if the jails are empty because there's not any crime committed, then you can start dialing back the police. You can start closing the jail facilities down because if there's no crime, you don't need jails, right? That's common sense. Then you can start dialing back on the courts. You can start dialing back on the police. But we don't see that. We see an uptick in crime. And these people are so mentally deranged that they think, well, it's the system that's causing them to behave that way. The system is 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 the injustice. It's forcing them to behave like that. Don't you see that? That's that lunacy that you hear like out of these universities, right? These deranged academic types, the ones that have no connection to reality. None. That's their marching mantra. That's what they really believe. These are the nihilistic the best, psychopaths we talk. The best lie is one that's laced with truth, right? There is truth there. The system is screwing over these people, but it's, it, it's not how anybody wants to look at it or think about it. We've talked about it before with the welfare system, right? And how by bringing in the welfare system and enacting certain things that you're like, if you're lower education, then you get more money. If you're, uh, you start popping out babies, well, you get, you, you get um, more funding per kid. If you don't have a, a male over 18 in the household, you get more funding. So they're being encouraged to destroy their own society, their own community. By doing that, it, you know, crime rates increase among that population because of the, you mm-hmm. know, you have no hope. You have no system like like the family structure and all the things we've been talking about, right? And you go out there and and, and um, support BLM, for example, where they're talking about Marxism and you know the Marxist ideas of getting rid of the family unit. Unit. We've seen what happens when you do that, and unfortunately, we're seeing it in the inner cities, right? Uh, among the 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 poorer population in the inner cities, black and white both uh, have this issue. So we already 
know what happens when you follow their marching mantras. And it's completely the wrong direction to go. That's the key yeah. about all this is it's everything that they're talking about. OK, I, I can see where you're coming from, right? The, the way that you laid it out there, I can see that. But mm -hmm. simply getting rid of those institutions without having society advance to a point where those institutions are no longer needed, that's suicide. That's that is that is societal suicide. Maybe. OK, try this one on for size. Maybe let's change the wordage just a little bit or, you know, the example. The medical system is completely screwed. OK, so here's how we're going to fix it. We're going to completely shut down all the medical systems, everything, you know, essential, non-essential, everything. We're shutting it all down to revamp it. Sounds like a great idea, don't it? Uh, no, yeah. that's that sounds yeah, exactly. horrible. That, that's exactly what they're trying to say with the law enforcement. You know, they're saying the system's broken. It's it's entirely flawed. We have to shut down the entire thing to fix it. No, but that's just it. They're not trying to fix it. They think that right. by them doing that, that will fix society. That's what they think. Right. That's how right. far gone they are. So that's not going to fix anything. If anything, we're going to descend into total anarchy. That's what it'll be. And then it'll be every person for themselves. But don't you worry. Don't you worry. Like I said, they don't want to defund the police. If that's what you think, they don't want to defund the police. They want to become the police. That's what it is. So anyway. True. So yes, uh, Portland. Boy, that was a long, <laughs> was a long tangent, but I like the conversation. High powered lights. They're using high powered lights. Protesters for weeks have utilized high powered lights to disorient and blind police officers. These are the lasers I think you're talking about. Lasers, flashlights, uh, strobe lights, all those kind of things. Yeah, they, they all kind of fit under that category. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. One protester also deployed a disco light on Friday's skirmish, although it's unclear. We're still talking about Portland, by the way, although it's unclear whether it served a tactical purpose or was just for show, probably just for show because it was peaceful, you see. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of disorientation, you know, adding more to the chaos. Some weapons in the protesters' arsenal are crude, but still have the potential to be extremely dangerous. Demonstrators have been filmed and photographed hurling all kinds of projectiles at law enforcement, according to Portland police. Items that have been thrown at the officers include glass bottles and ball bearings. Glass bottles. Uh, oh, OK. Well, you know, I, I, I get it there, but, um, you know, they're, they're fairly well protect, protected when it comes to glass. I mean, they've got, you know, full. Uh, it's still not going to be pleasant to get hit with a glass bottle. But nonetheless, uh, right. projectiles like ball bearings, these things. I mean, and they've got some photos here. of them. You saw these things. They're the size of golf balls. <laughs> yeah. The, I mean, these are not are small. Pretty large. Yeah. Th these are not small at all. I mean, if you put one of these things in like one of these high powered slingshots or one of these sling bows these mm. days. I mean, th this will mm -hmm. do some serious damage. I don't care if you got a flak jacket on or not. That's going to hurt. Yeah. I mean, the, the riot gear may help protect them against this if it hits the gear itself. Um, like some of the, the armor you're seeing them wear, it looks like it would resist that kind of thing. But when you start getting into that size of ball bearing and no, it, you're still going to feel it. <laughs> Oh, sure you are. Leaf blowers made their debut. I love how he puts this. Leaf blowers made their debut appearance in downtown Portland earlier this week. <laughs> I've never seen leaf blowers at a protest. This is interesting. Protesters have used the seemingly benign gardening tool to reroute tear gas fired by federal agents. Uh, it appears that law enforcement officers have adopted the same tactic with videos emerging on Friday of leaf blower wars between police. <laughs> between, <laughs> sorry, uh, between police and activists. That's uh, that's too funny. So you've got the protesters using leaf blowers. There's a big old cloud of tear gas. Did you watch the video? There's a uh, there's a big old cloud of tear gas. And you've got the police on one side of the fence using leaf blowers and the protesters on the other side of the fence using leaf blowers. I mean, uh, honestly, 
when it comes to tear gassing and and all that kind of stuff i'm i'm still of the uh tried and true method uh when it comes to um uh indirect fire shall we say hit by him behind him first with the tear gas and walk it forward so they're they're trying to um you know blow the tear gas away and all this kind of stuff with the leaf blowers won't do them any good if you walk it up and as they try to retreat, they're just going to have to retreat through tear gas. Uh, but, you know, I'm not very uh, that's not very, very nice of me to say. Right? No. Uh, well, no, I, I, you're just you're just not you're, you're not a supporter of freedom, are you, Bruce? Mm, yes, because this is this is true freedom. I can, just, I can just hear the racism coming from your side over there. That's I mean, I just I just hear it. Mm. It's inherently my, in my uh, it's in your my white fragility. <laughs> yes, your white fragility. <laughs> Uh, spray paint is now a uh, a tactic used by the uh, the protesters in Portland. Most of the city's been covering graffiti anyway, but spray paint has also been used as an offensive weapon. They've been using it to destroy and vandalize security cameras. They're also taking paintball guns and BB guns down there to knock cameras out off the side of the federal building. Andy, no man, th- this guy. I got to give it to this guy, man. He li- he's out there in the middle of all these people, you know, masked up obviously, so they don't know who he is. But I, I got to give this guy credit, man. I mean, every time. Like the guy spent five days in Chaz. He spent five days yeah. in there. Yeah. And now he's out there like he's gone south. Right. He's down in Portland and he's out there walking around on the streets with all these people, obviously with his face covered and everything. He's, he's spent five days in Chaz with a face mask on so no one would see who he was. And I mean, I got to give this guy credit. Uh, every time that there's a one of these things, he goes in undercover. That's real journalism right there. I, I got to give the guy credit for that. And especially after what they did to him last year in Portland. Right. Exactly. That's that's my whole thing is he's already been the victim of uh, uh, Antifa and was beaten, which might I add, by the way, for, the, for those that don't know who Andy No is, you know, the anti-fascists, you know, the, the ones that are supposed to be out there fighting fascism and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Beat an Asian gay man. Who was okay? a liberal, by the way. Uh, like a, yeah, a right, like a lefty. He's not. He's not a conservative. Right. Well, he's. He, I, I would say he's probably more like middle left. But okay, yeah, bit, either way, left. He's, he's not. He's not on the right. That, that's the point I was trying right. To make. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. And so it, it's a. I, I'm. You know. Kudos to the guy. He. He's. He's definitely. Um. He's definitely got a set. And um. Unbelievable. Man. Trying to he bring the truth work. out there. Absolutely. He does great work. And I, I admire the guy. I really do. So head over to his Twitter. You can go to uh, Andy No, Mr. An- at Mr. Andy No. I'll give him credit for that. So fires. <laughs> Arson's become a go to tactic. Uh, footage posted on social media shows several fires being lit outside the building. You know, I actually saw one of these idiots. They had a Molotov cocktail. He lit the thing, right? <laughs> I'm just trying to do this without laughing. I saw the video. He lit the thing and then he was trying to throw it. He was right up against the fence. And he lit the thing and was trying to throw it over the fence to hit the police officers with it. And it spilled back out onto himself and caught himself on fire. You know something? Let's say he did that and and was injured or incapacitated or what have you. The the law enforcement officers that he's trying to attack or is currently attacking and going after would have stopped what they were doing or pushed forward to try to bring aid to that guy. Even though he was just out there trying to harm them or uh, assault them. That's the kind of men and women that that 
are in the end. That's the true. Side. But he was on the other side of the fence. So, I mean, it's not like they could have gotten to. Him. I mean, they, they would have. I'd still think they would have pushed around. Oh, yes. Somehow. I'm sure they would have shot. You know, however, yeah, but, they would have, but it's OK yeah. because his comrades came to the rescue and you can mm. almost call mm. it in, in an act of compassion. His comrades came to the rescue and they they patted him out and, and hit him with whatever they had, you know, to kind of knock the uh, knock the flames out. And they they really saved him, Bruce. You see, see how compassionate, mm. and how loving they are, right? How they're right. looking out for one another. All but, in this together, kind of. Yeah, yeah. we're all in this together. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the one of the uh, the peaceful protesters, right? W- one of the peaceful protesters that was arrested in Portland was not just your average everyday basement dwelling bum, was he? No, he he was. I mean, you know, he he's one of the Bernie Bros, right? He he's a Bernie type. Is he a Bernie bro? He, he is a Bernie bro. He, he's for um, socialism and whatnot. Right, go uh-huh. figure. Uh, he was arrested. Um, he was charged with assault and resisting arrest. I just throw the charges out there. Yeah, and also, um, let's see. It looks like interfering with a peace officer and uh, escape three. I'm assuming that has to do with like if they like trying fleeing to and eluding. Yeah, fleeing and eluding. Flee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he is a software engineer interested in uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning, along with automation. Right. So he's the guy. He's one of the guys that's programming the morality programming the artificial intelligence that we're going to be using in the future right at uh, specifically at google right his name's uh zachary trudeau yeah he was uh arrested uh for for those things and uh some of the some of the things he was saying is um protesters are taking real action couldn't be more proud burn it to the ground you know some of his accolades that we, we were looking over artificial intelligence machine learning probabilistic methods yeah he, that's all the kind of the stuff he works with in artificial intelligence the university of oregon see uh does a whole bunch of Man, he looks he, I, he, like have you a, seen his have you seen his profile he is but have you seen his profile picture and then you look at his booking information looks like two different people it it does i i was looking at that and i'm wow. like man that's uh he looks pretty I mean, rough if you there. look at if you look at his if you look at his profile picture, I think this is on his LinkedIn. I think it's what it is. Uh, it shows that he's a software engineer at Google, University of Oregon. Uh, he obviously, he works at Google. He lives in Seattle, Washington. A software engineer interested in artificial intelligence, machine learning, and automation. So yes, he's that's his LinkedIn profile. I mean, if you look at him there, he looks like your typical guy that works in an office somewhere as a programmer, doesn't mm-hmm. he? I mean, yeah. he looks like yeah. a, like a benign person. You might see him down in a sandwich mm-hmm. shop. Uh, or a cafe or something, picking up something to eat and a cup of coffee. That's what you think when yeah. you see this guy. You know, it looks like he's probably got a wife and a couple of kids and he takes them out to the park or something on Saturdays. But if you look at him on his mugshot, on his booking information, I mean, th- this guy looks like, uh, I don't. I mean, it's it's night and day. Obviously, he shaved a little bit, but um, I mean, it's it's night and day. This guy looks like uh, he belongs in uh, in an institution somewhere. You know, in some type of a facility, like locked up. And it looks like he got charged with, let me see, assault four uh, misdemeanor, resisting arrest, class A misdemeanor, interference of a police officer or a peace officer. Yeah, okay. And escape three. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, you already went down his list of charges there. But uh, <laughs> I like some of the comments on here. He'll get a raise. Uh- <laughs> that's the thing. I don't know. How is Google going to respond, right? If this was somebody on the right that was at a MAG- MAGA rally, and he was, oh. they were just outed as being a, at a MAGA rally. They oh. didn't do anything wrong. They weren't arrested or anything. You know they would be fired for doing something oh, like yeah. that. Yeah, 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 you're fired. But yes, um, that's, uh, man, that's just, okay. I can't say I'm surprised, right? I can't, I can't say I'm surprised. But see, if you look here, right, it says he previously worked at Nike, Intel, 
uh, and was a system admin with the U.S. Army. Uh, and he's a self-proclaimed Marxist. Never would have seen that one coming. Some of the some of the posts that he's talked, some of his Twitter posts, yeah. He talks about if you have a limited understanding of what socialism is or what the goals are, I can suggest a certain podcast episode and to get a better understanding of socialism and Marxist Leninist thought. And then he goes on to talk about how terrific this podcast is. Okay. He goes over All some right. of the fundamental works of Marxist Leninists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so, we went over yeah, some of those. A- we went over some of yeah. those. We went over the uh, the socialist terms. It's called social. You can go back and listen to this. If you're a listener and you, you haven't heard this yet, please go back and give this a listen. Go back and listen to our socialist doublespeak. Listen to that episode. And you can also listen to the hour special that Bruce and I did on the structure of socialism. So if you want to know the real side of socialism, you can sit there and, and say, oh, well, you know, socialism is this great thing. Is it? <laughs> Explain to me how it's killed 100 million civilians in the last century alone from both sides. Right. I'm not going to play from mm-hmm. right or left here. Mm-hmm. Socialism is socialism, period, end of story. I don't give a damn what side it comes from. But yeah, go back and give our two podcasts a listen. Socialist doublespeak and the structure of socialism. Yeah, and we're um, kind of in the, in the process of uh, putting together one against the left and right uh, or, or communist and fascist as what they're tagged uh, according to the media and comparing the two. Also this week on Friday, uh, if you're a listener, Friday we have... Uh, coming up, we have the agenda of societal change, which is kind of what mm-hmm. we're seeing here within uh, within the construct of all these different uh, things that we're tying together uh, up to this point. We're going to look at the public health aspect of it. We're going to look at some of the things that we did as far as uh, the psychological side of it that we've done over the last couple of weeks, as well as the socialism structure that we've talked about before. We're going to tie that into it. We're going to tie some uh, some of these organizations into it, like the World Health Organization, the United Nations, and things like that. All this is one big agenda, and we're going to give our take on it. We're going to have that on Friday this week. So be sure to check that one out. Also, I think next week, next week, you mentioned the left versus the right next week, next week, it's on. So we're going to do that. We're going to knock that out of the box this week. By the time we get that one knocked out of the box, we'll have enough to tie that one into it the following week. So not this week, next week, we're going to have that left versus right. But anyway, so yeah, Google employee never would have seen it coming, right? (laughs) Right. Uh Uh-huh. Speaking of famous people, right? Famous people, you know, famous people attend these protests too, Bruce. You know that people, mm. people that are famous attend these things. And you have a Google exec who's there, a uh, Google software engineer. Excuse me, you have a Google software engineer who's there at that particular uh, protest, gets arrested. Right now, there's one guy here who was who was attending a uh, a protest in front of Trump Tower in New York. And I mean, it's this guy right here. I mean. He's, he should have been believed in the beginning. And it was shocking to me how many people didn't believe him and, and how many people just didn't take him seriously. And to be honest with you, OK, well, look, he really wasn't a victim. It was all staged and it was all a big, uh, a big hoax. Uh, Jesse Smollett, you remember him, the guy from Empire, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I, I can't continue uh-huh. that nonsense anymore because it's just so ridiculous. And this guy's a fraud. Uh, he was right. he was at the protest in front of Trump Tower, raising a fist at a Black Lives Matter rally in New York yesterday. He was wearing a gray baseball cap and an orange face mask outside of the Trump Tower and took part in the protest meant to address the systemic racism and police brutality amid the death of George Floyd. I find it kind of funny. Here's a guy who gets caught for probably one of the biggest. uh, I mean, he was supposed to be the guy, wasn't he? He was supposed to be. It wasn't supposed to be George Floyd. It was supposed to be him. He was the one that was supposed to trigger the riots back a year ago. And the whole thing fell apart. Everything was fake. What was it? He hired the two guys and they were spotted going into a hardware store, picking up all the stuff on video. And then (laughs) 
he then calls that they go back right and he you know puts the he puts the thing around his neck and he's wearing it like a necktie and he's he dumps the bleach all over him and then he calls the police the police show up and he's still there wearing it uh-huh uh-huh oh and not to mention the uh <laughs> the check that was used to buy uh the bleach and the uh the it was, quote his, unquote, it was, drawn from him. It was his yeah so it yeah, yeah oh. anyway it, it, it's 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 ridiculous you know i mean <sighs> but anyway he's he's to be believed he is to be believed uh but and this was, was this was in oakland yeah no this was in new york Th- this was in new york oh this was uh, this one get yeah this was in yeah, new york yeah. but yeah he was also as part of carrying a banner that was uh that was held out there that they were putting on a uh, tower at fifth avenue that said trump pence out now while using another flag that was hoisted that said revolution now revolution huh oh, revolution huh. interesting Okay. When, uh, when, when did huh? when did uh, when I thought did it was the riots about, and the marches? I thought it was justice. Yeah. I thought it was about right. justice, not not uh-huh. revolution. I thought I thought the it was police justice. brutality. You know, police brutality. You got to defund the police yeah. because of all the all yeah. Re- revolution. Huh. Just revolution. So to add to the hypocrisy, a Seattle radio host who mocked Trump, this type of an attitude uh, that he was given out. Well, he's had a change of ch- had a change of heart. The uh, the protesters in Seattle decided they were going to take a walk down a, a block that had a, a Starbucks, which I don't quite get it because Starbucks is on their side. Right. There's I mean, they're supposed to be. I, I thought Starbucks was clearly a supporter of the movement here. But a Seattle protest. I heard they were. Yeah. A, C- a Seattle radio host who mocked Trump's reaction to the protest, he's now gone back on some of that. And he says that he feels like he needs to buy a firearm because this is clearly going to keep happening. You're in Seattle, man. Mm. You think you're going to get a firearm in Seattle? It's not going to happen. Uh, he Apparently, he put that up on... Uh, he put that up on Twitter. He put that up after coming home to see the Starbucks coffee shop below his apartment complex, because apparently they had apartments above it, was destroyed by vandals. He said, enough is enough. It looks like a block party down the street for me. I'm really, really angry right now. <laughs> well, hmm. um, I, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Gallant. I, I don't know what to say. First of all, who does Trump think he is for doing the? He's the president of the United States and they're attacking federal buildings. Huh. The federal branch executive sends police down. Yeah, it sounds like it's in his authority. Hmm, just saying. His comments come after uh, come after a remark last month when uh, when Trump complained that Seattle mayor was allowing violent protesters to take over the city, which clearly she was. Trump's quote was, these liberal Dems don't have a clue. The terrorists burn and pillage our cities, and they think it's just wonderful, even the death. Look, I'll call a spade a spade, right? And Trump's right on this one. He is. He's got this one right. They don't care. The people in the cities, the mayors, the city council people, they don't give a damn what you think anymore. If you're a person that lives in one of these cities, I would highly recommend you moving. Did you know that home selling in Seattle is up 1,500% from 12 months ago? Think about Mm. what I just said. Think about what I just said. Home sales. And I don't mean people buying. I mean people selling. Home sales in the city of Seattle are up 1,500% this year alone as compared to last year. What does that tell you? These people don't care about you. They don't care about your family. They don't care about your business. I told you earlier on, we stated earlier on, what their agenda is. They're really going to do this. They are really going to defund the police. Hell, Minneapolis, they disbanded the police. We haven't heard anything about what's going on up there, have we? I haven't heard anything more, more I haven't recently, heard anything. no. That should be frightening in and of itself. <laughs> right. 
they're going to defund the police in Seattle by 50% this year alone. Don't you think they're not going to take more next year? They'll say, oh, well, 50% this year. And then next year it'll be, oh, well, we're just going to go 50%. So it'll be 50% of the 50%. So you'd be knocked 75% by next year. And then they're going to close the city jails. What, are you going to move them all? No, no. It's not like they're going to be moved to another facility. The higher offenders probably will, the felons, until they can figure out how to get rid of the state prisons, which, believe me, they'll go to that eventually. But they're going to defund the city jails. They're going to close the city jails. They're going to put all those people out onto the streets. What do you think is going to happen to crime then? And then they're going to abolish the courts? They're going to abolish the municipal court system? That's their next target. The Seattle police chief, I got to I got to hand it to her on this one. She's even said, look, my hands are tied on this one. What do you want her to do? She answers to the city mayor. And what was the city mayor saying? Wasn't this supposed to be the summer of love? Wasn't, <laughs> yeah. wasn't that supposed to, was this supposed to be the summer uh-huh. of love? Something along yeah. those lines? I, I don't I don't know. Yeah. But this is what's really going to happen in the city and in all cities across the country. That's what it's going to be. I don't even I, I, I don't even have anything facetious to say there. Uh, it's it's to terrible. Something out sarcastic. It's, it's terrible. It, but I can't. It's it, it, it is exactly. It's terrible. This radio host has gone on to mock Trump on other things when he was mentioning issues regarding Trump. He says that uh, he's he's one of the hosts. He's a co-host on the uh, the Danny and Gallant show on the, the ESPN radio network affiliate. Uh, He says, I walked through the city last night out of curiosity. I saw no burning, no pillaging or deaths. Chill. That's what he was saying to Trump. Um, Hmm. Well, what do you think now, Mr. Gallant? What do you think now? So he was out looking for it and it was actually really happening just below his apartment. Yeah. Apparently, a lot of people looked at him or excuse me, a lot of people responded to him on the uh, uh, on his tweet. And he says that he woke up to a bunch of people tweeting chill at me. And he says that he laughed at it. Uh, and he said he stood by his earlier statement. And he as he had walked through the Chaz Autonomous Zone when it was still up, that was created by the um, the Summer of Love people. But yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, these uh, just the, these people like their agenda, their agenda is clear. Anyone that can't see that up to this point, I don't know what to tell you. I really don't know. I don't know what to tell you. It's going to have to be that, isn't it, Bruce? What you said the other day, you got to take them out of that situation, put them in there. What are you going to do when it takes the police officers two hours to get to you? Someone breaking into your home and they say, well, if we're backed up. We've got all these other calls we're responding to. It's it's going to be a couple hours. You're going to be OK. We'll send a social worker around with a box of tissues. You're on your own. That's what it's going to be. I would highly recommend getting out of the cities. And I've made that made that call before. You you don't even necessarily have to get out of the cities. What you need to do is start standing up for the rule of law and start supporting the law enforcement, for example. And I don't know, maybe recall your mayors, the, the ones that are allowing this or recall your governor. I mean, there are methods and, and things you can do in your own community and your own uh, cities. You, you don't necessarily have to leave, but it's going to take some work and effort. And I'm I'm with you on that. I'm really with you on that. It's going to take this, the residents of that community. It's going to take the business owners coming together and saying, damn it, that's enough and recalling yep. those people and throwing them out. But the question is, is are they are they going to do that? Are they even going to do that? It's going to take some effort. And when I say some effort, I don't mean just showing up on November 3rd. You right. want to get these people out. I mean, it's not that simple anymore. It's not that simple mm. anymore. They're in those offices and they are not going to leave. It's that simple. They keep talking. Oh, well, Trump's not going to leave. Trump's not going to leave. You see, they're already setting the precedent to challenge the uh, challenge the election. Right. You see what that's you see what yeah. that agenda is. So yeah. they're going to challenge it. And then they're going to say, well, uh, he won't leave. Well, you've been saying that for three and a half years already. He's not going to leave. These people really will not leave. You see what happens when one person who's real 
gets in there. And believe me, there's plenty to not like about Donald Trump. Okay, I understand that. Mm -hmm. There's plenty to not like. I get it. But all that aside, he's not a politician. Okay, he entered their world. He's never run for political office in his entire life. He entered the political arena. He runs for the highest office in the country and embarrassed every last one of them. They didn't just lose, right? I'm I'm talking both parties here. They didn't just lose on the world stage. They got humiliated and they will not let it go. And he threatens to bring down their entire entrenched network that's been there for the better part of a half century. And so he's nothing but a fly in the ointment. What's he done? What's Donald Trump done? You can argue, okay, well, he's had some businesses that have gone bankrupt. Okay, he's a businessman. I expect that to happen, especially somebody that's in all kinds of real estate businesses and stuff like he is all over the world. I expect that to happen. Two of his businesses went bankrupt. And do you know why he said they went bankrupt? I heard him give this interview back in the 90s. I still remember this. And he said, look, two of my businesses went bankrupt. Do you know why they went bankrupt? In his opinion, it's because he bought them. He acquired them. He didn't build them. The businesses that he has created himself have never gone bankrupt. But the two that he bought went bankrupt. He chalked it up to bad luck because the businesses he bought didn't have his name on it. He's one of those superstitious guys. Yeah. Thinks that he has his name on it. Then it's going to do well. It's going to succeed because everything that he's put his name on prior to that, he's had success with. He went into two other business opportunities that he bought into and they went bad because I don't know. You can argue whatever it was. He chalks it up to his own superstition. So why do you think he puts his name on everything? His golf courses, his resorts, his casinos, his hotels, his tower all have his name on it. So you see what it is here. It's a guy that is a businessman. He's an outsider. He's an underdog, right? The media is all against him, right? That's a point in his favor, by the way. The media is all against him. Both parties are against him. The Republicans didn't even want him. They didn't even want him. But he comes in, right? The American people wanted him and the political class couldn't stand it. So not only does he enter the arena of the political world into the highest office and embarrasses all these people, not only does he do that, not only does he humiliate all these people, he's actually done something. He's done something. He's accomplished things. Whether it's, you know, two failing businesses or whatever, okay, fine, right? But I'm not going to argue that point. But he's actually done something. He's built things. He's built businesses. He's hired people. He's fired people. He's a celebrity. He's on television. He's an entertainer. He's a comedian, too, if you ever listen to his speeches. He's a billionaire playboy, if you even want to go that far with it. But he's actually got his name on something in the world, around the world. What's a politician got? What do they have? What have they built? What names of theirs do you see on something? See, it's nothing because they've never built anything. They've never created anything. They don't know how. This is why they're destroyers. They're they're not builders. They don't believe in this free market system. They go into politics precisely because they can't compete on a level playing field out here in the rest of the world with all the rest of us. So they have to go in there. They have to corrupt the system. They have to build their little empires. They have to funnel money to their people. Nancy Pelosi goes to Congress. She has a net worth of $2 million. She's now got a net worth of over $2 billion. She's one of the richest women in the world. How can you do that on a salary of an average of $170,000 a year? I haven't figured that out yet. These people haven't built anything. They don't know how to build anything. They've never hired people. They've never fired people. The only thing they've ever done is they figured out how to lie to people and be politicians. So they make a name for themselves doing that. They make a name for themselves by being those things. They make their money through corrupt deals and or smoky backroom deals and and underhanded uh, handouts and all that stuff behind the scenes, taking suitcases full of money from lobbyists. That's what they do. 
They spend their weekends from one of their six homes and, you know, God knows how many significant others they've got floating around. They spend their time in D.C. going to all these cocktail parties. And it's just it's sick. It's pathetic. They're losers. Trump's not a loser. He's a builder. He's a creator. He's everything that these people abhor. And this is why they want him gone, because not only was him being elected an embarrassment, but the fact that he has accomplished something that they only speak about, they've never actually done. That is a bigger embarrassment to them. Yeah, that was a long rant on Trump. I'm sorry. But um, my inspiration from that was looking at this ridiculous photo of this fool, Jerry Nadler, on my screen. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) This idiot, this absolute idiot. You know what? Would you leave your children with Jerry Nadler? I wouldn't trust Jerry Nadler with an egg. I wouldn't. I I wouldn't trust this guy for, for anything. There's something wrong with this guy. I don't know what it is, but there's something wrong with this guy. This piece of garbage... Right now, he was he was one of the uh, the most outspoken voices in the Trump impeachment hearings. You remember that along with Schiff. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's uh, he's the uh, chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, and he claimed uh, without evidence on Sunday that I can't believe. You know what? I'm just going to play the video. I'm just going to play the video because that's that's it's the only way that this is actually going to get said. And it's going to get said right because I can't say it as well as he does. So I'm going to let Jerry Nadler say this and then you, the listener, can decide for yourself what this piece of trash is saying, right? Listen to this. It is true. There's violence across the whole country. Do you disavow the violence from Antifa? That's happening in Portland right now? There's that, riots? That, that, that's a myth that's being spread only in Washington, D.C. About Antifa in Portland? Yes. Because Sir, there's, there's videos everywhere online. There's fires and riots. There's th- they're throwing fireworks at uh, federal officers. DHS is there. Look online. It gets crazy, Mr. Nadler. Okay. Jerry Nadler gets approached by Austin Fletcher and he gets asked if he would disavow the violent riots that are taking place across the country. And he says to him, if and I'm just repeating what, what was said there in that in that clip, uh, Fletcher said, it is true. There's violence across the whole country. Right. And over the last 24 hours, right. Assaults. We, we've been talking about what's been going on in, in Portland, what's been going on in Seattle. Uh, we talked about what's been happening down in Austin. So we've been talking about these riots today. 14 federal officers have been injured in the last 24 hours. So he asked Jerry Naylor, would you disavow this? This violence is happening across the country. Will you disavow this? Do you disavow the violence from Antifa that's happening in Portland right now? The riots and this piece of trash, th- this this bum. He says that's a myth that's being spread only in Washington, D.C. Fletcher says, what, about Antifa in Portland? He says, yes. He said, sir, there's there's videos online everywhere. Of course, Nadler's handler, you know, you said you saw him, he whisked him away and put him in the car. Yeah. There's fires, there's riots, they're throwing fireworks at federal officers, they're throwing glass bottles, they're blinding them with lasers, they're throwing ball bearings the size of golf balls at them. How can you turn around and you can say something like that? That's a myth? You know, I, I've heard the word collaborator before, and I've never actually... I've never actually seen somebody capitulate so, so smoothly, except for maybe Governor Cuomo, (laughs) your favorite guy. Hmm. But but this guy, this guy, this Jerry Nadler, right? This guy, he doesn't even care. Not even not even a bit. He could he could say some smug political answer like, well, you know, there's a lot that's going on around the country and we've seen that uh, there's violence and unrest everywhere. He could skate around it. He could skate around it. Right. I've seen politicians do that time and again, but he doesn't even make an attempt to do that. You get this guy off script. Any of them. They're all like this. You get any of these people off script. They're really drinking their own Kool-Aid. They're really smoking their own dope here. I mean, AOC. You see what happens when she's off script? Have you ever you've seen the videos, Bruce? You, you've seen what happens when she's off script. Someone asks her a real question and she like hesitates 
and she starts fumbling around and she can't quite get the words right. And then her handle by that time, her handlers usually come over and grab her and, and pull her away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This yeah. is no different. I'd actually, my, my favorite is uh, the, the type where she's in her apartment like, what is this? This thing in my sink. You grew up with a with a proverbial silver spoon in your mouth in Westchester. Mm. You don't know what a garbage disposal is. But I mean, in the case of Nadler, he could have gotten away with this maybe 20 years ago, saying this was a myth. Maybe 20 years ago, he could have gotten away with it because we wouldn't have had as much of the smartphone footage uh, that we're seeing. We wouldn't have seen like tweets and all that kind of stuff. So maybe he could have gotten away with it 20 years ago, 30 years ago. But uh, yeah, not, not anymore. The game has changed. I mean, I understand that he's an older fella. I get it, right? Maybe he doesn't have a, a smartphone. Maybe he doesn't do his own tweeting or all that stuff. But he can't be serious. He he can't be serious. I refuse to believe that. I mean, he's 73. He, his handler probably takes care of the internet interactions. Is, yeah, his his handler looked like he was, you know, millennial age. But yeah. yeah, uh, but, yeah. but this type of mentality, this type of denial of reality, this is where your average politician from the local level all the way up to the federal level... This is where they're at. This is where they are. It's a myth. Doesn't exist. The system's making people commit crimes. The system's racist. The system is bad. The system has to be overthrown. The system is the problem. You wanting that system, you're the problem because you continue to support it. It's a conspiracy theory. We won't hear of it. See, this stuff is not meant to make you like it. When you see somebody being dragged out of their car and and beaten on the side of the road, when you see protesters surround a car And then someone drives through them because they've got two kids in the car. They're calling the police and the police tell them, sorry, there's nothing we can do. So as they drive through, two or three of them get knocked off to the side or get up and over on the top of the the top of the car. What's the news media do? It says, oh, a right wing extremist ran these these protesters over. You see a protest in one of these cities. They're out there with balloons. They're out there with peace symbols while they're blinding police officers. They're throwing paint at police officers. You should see some of the pictures of those cops covered in paint. Poor guys. Throwing fireworks, throwing flashbangs, tear gas, ball bearings, glass bottles. Doesn't matter. The fact is, is we're being subjected to this kind of imagery, but we're being told it's peaceful. See, like I said, it's not meant to make us like it. It's meant to make us accept it. That's the bigger agenda here. As they push it on to you, it's the psychological side of it that comes in and says, this is what we're doing. Now, what are you going to do about it? That's what's being shown here. This is what people have to interpret in their heads, and they're not doing it. And so it forces people to capitulate. It forces people to back down. It scares people into submission. And that's where we are. And for us to be able to blindly accept this, what does that say about us as the American people? What does that say? The fact that there's no pushback. You know, I said a few weeks ago, why are we the only ones up here doing this? I mean, I know that there's a few others, right? But I mean, who, who are we? Who are we? We're just nobodies. We're just concerned citizens. Why are there not hundreds of thousands of us doing exactly the same thing as what we're doing right here, right now? We do this seven days a week. You know something? I got other things to do. I have other things to do. But this, to me, is more important. This is something that I found that I have real passion for. Bruce, I think you're starting to enjoy it after a year, aren't you? Yeah, I always enjoy a good conversation, just, you know, civil discourse. But that's what we're lacking is the civil discourse. Mm -hmm. But getting up here and and doing this, I, I don't feel like it's. You know, and people have told me they're like, oh, you know, you guys, you guys need to calm down. You guys are doing this seven days a week, two, two times a day. You guys got to stop this. You guys are going to get burned out. I'm not. I'm not burned out. I'm committed. 
I'm committed to calling this stuff out. I'm committed to bringing people information because you're not going to get it like this on the TV. I can assure you. I see what's passing for, quote, news over there on the TV. It's shameful. That's shameful. That's not news. That's entertainment. That's propaganda. That's fluff. That's cutesy stuff. Well, I'm not into the cutesy stuff. We advertise here no nonsense because I'm tired of seeing the nonsense. I'm tired of seeing the laughing. I'm tired of seeing the carrying on. I'm tired of seeing the Republican and Democrat. I'm sick of it. Bruce is sick of it. GP's sick of it. Marty's sick of it. From his perspective from the UK. I want real discourse. I want real talk. I want real ideas. I want solutions. I want action through solutions. That's what I want. And all of this... You know, we see the writers throwing the glass bottles, uh, using spray paint, you know, uh, painting, you know, graffiti, you know, throwing it on officers. What happened to the idea of climate change and polluting the earth and all this kind of stuff? What happened to that narrative? Because um, from my perspective, that's all you're doing right now. You're, you're just increasing the, the carbon footprint, the other toxins that are being. What happened to that narrative? Where, where, where are you guys with that? You know, I thought it was uh, we were all going to die in 10 years, which are we are we at 10 or nine it's, now? I don't it's worth nine. And well, Bernie, I think is saying six now, but. Uh, OK, so but what happened to that narrative? You know, did you guys not believe in it or what? I, it just it, it baffles me. I was talking to uh, GP after recording and he was mentioning how in, in like L.A. And, and, you know, areas around there, some of the hiking trails and whatnot, you know, stuff out in the national park areas, people are going in and graffitiing the boulders and, and defacing the trees and all this kind of stuff. You can't go there and use, for example, uh, use paint thinner to, to get it off because it's, it's oil-based, it's not water-based, right? You can't clean it. Then you get the stuff in the, so what happened to the, you're, you're destroying the, the environment. I had to pull that out because GP is not here. So, well, Bruce, do you know I'm going to take an old an old saying here, comrade? Sometimes you just have to break a few eggs in order to make an omelet. Ah, yes, yes. And you know what? I heard a statement. I actually I read a statement in a history book once. The statement was they were speaking about conditions in the Soviet Union, and that was after communism had fallen. And it was someone who had lived through better part of a half century of all the horrors in the Soviet Union. And they said, you know what? I saw a lot of broken eggs. I didn't see any omelets. So these people that are out there fighting for this, um, whatever it is they're fighting for, this, this social justice, this climate change, this but whatever, right? They've really been beaten down, brainwashed and reprogrammed into this nonsense you're talking about. But they don't care when it comes to the environment at the end of the day. They don't care about that stuff. See, the real environmental movement, that ended with, I think, right around our generation. That ended. And by that, I mean the real conservation movement. Because as I said, coming up, we were taught how to repurpose things. We were taught how to compost. We were taught how to preserve things and recycle and separate and things like that. We were taught that. But somewhere along the line, that agenda got changed. Somewhere between the last 20 years or so, 20, 30 years, that agenda got changed. And I'm not quite sure where it went wrong. I don't know. But that generation now, well, two generations almost, that we're up into is convinced that this is the way it's going to be. They don't care about the environment. They're told that they should care about the environment. But in reality, that turns them into an eco-fascist, doesn't it? Yeah. And it portrays, it, it, yeah, it just, it branches out into other things, unfortunately. But it's okay, Bruce, because we're all going to die in six years. So it's it's fine. You know, it's it's just the way that it is. It's whatever they tell us. Or is it 10? It's, okay, it's, it changes every week. See, it's just, it's just crazy. Yeah. 
Anyway, all right, we're going to have to jump out of here. So for those of you who have not and you would like to, please do give us a follow over on the social media platform of Parlor. Love hearing from all of you. Love getting the feedback. Love getting the comments. Love it when you echo our posts of our uh, of our podcast as well. Helps us get more listeners, and we do appreciate that. Also, feel free to recommend us to friends and family as well. We're free to listen to. We do not charge. We're free to listen to. We're free to subscribe to. We're family friendly. We would appreciate it if you would pass us along to friends and family uh, and suggest, hey, give these guys a try. But if you do recommend us to people, that would help us out greatly. And we do thank you very much for that. We are going to have to go. Thank you for your time today, Bruce. And from all of us here, wherever you are in the world, we thank you for listening because it's all of you that listen that make this all possible. We love you and we love freedom and independence. And together we'll continue to fight for those in the marketplace of ideas. So we'll see all of you tomorrow.